Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. Here ends our gospel lesson. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A week ago, on Sunday morning, I went golfing here in Ronan, Montana. That's right. On the last Sunday of my sabbatical, I did what pastors are not supposed to do and skip church on a Sunday. Somebody asked me this summer if my time away was kind of like the rumspringa experience they practice in Amish communities. When teenagers are sent out to intentionally try out the pleasures of the world, as it were, for a two-year stretch, before they return to the community and choose to renounce the ways of the wider world by being baptized into the faith, or choose to live in the world but suffer banishment from their families for the rest of their lives. Though it might be tempting to think that my time away from the pulpit was wild and adventurous, I have to say that having weekends away with my family and golfing on Sundays is about the closest I got to a rumspringa experience. A far cry from dealing drugs and the -the over-the-top promiscuity that Amish youth are known for when they are set free from their communities. My time on sabbatical was renewing and rewarding, both emotionally and spiritually. It was important and necessary for me to step away from my regular pastoral duties for a little while. There are many aspects as to why pastors need a break from time to time. But I have to say that I was most relieved to not be on call 24-7, if only for a few months. Part of my job is to be available all the time, day or night, at the ready to drop everything when somebody needs me. This is a good and holy expectation, but it is also a wearying one. To have a moment when I could focus on myself and my family's needs more than the churches was a blessed thing, especially since everyone else in the Nelson clan had at least one surgery to deal with since I saw you all last. 
We were a needy bunch this summer. Let me tell you. It is the burden of pastoral ministry to be concerned with the needs of others. But it is also good, healthy, and necessary to set this burden aside for a period so that pastors can be fully at the ready when needed. Not trying to keep one foot at home or out the door because the needs of the church keep piling on and on and on without relief. If I'm being honest, though, I was golfing last Sunday and a few others besides that to get a feel for what it is like when others in our community and around the country use their Sunday mornings as a time for leisure and recreation instead of as a time for worship, prayer, and fellowship. What is it like to go golfing, fishing, or boating on a Sunday morning? What is it like to focus more on football than Christian fellowship on the day that Jesus rose from the dead? What is it like to prioritize sleeping in, watching TV, having brunch, or doing whatever else one might want instead of committing to Christian community on a Sunday morning? I rarely get this experience anymore, so I decided to try it out on my sabbatical and get a feel for what seems like most people do every Sunday anymore. The results? Kind of underwhelming. I had thought that there was some sort of greener pasture not having to work on Sunday mornings and taking time away for activities that I might otherwise enjoy. But it really felt lacking to take Sunday mornings to sit at home in our pajamas, Try to find lost golf balls out on the course or fish in waters in and around Montana. While these activities are all well and good in their own right, when compared with the purpose, meaning, community, connection, and spiritual depth that accompanies our regular church attendance, church wins out for me. I hope it does for you too. The world at large can offer us many joys and delights, but there are many ways in which the world will always be lacking. Church is home and to not be a part of a sacred community Sunday after Sunday is to be spiritually homeless. The knowledge that there is something deeper, more powerful, more substantial, and irreplaceable that happens when we encounter Christ in Christian community is reinforced by our gospel passage for this week. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. Jesus compared himself to bread that is unlike any other we consume in this world. While bread does last longer than some other perishable items, it also goes stale, molds, and crumbles. Jesus says he is not like this bread at all. He is an eternal sustenance that will never wear out or spoil. Jesus is wholly different than the consumer goods of this world. He is the bread that sustains and sustains forever. Unlike the manna that the Israelites ate in the desert, which would not even last more than one day before spoiling, Jesus is the nourishment that lasts a lifetime and beyond.
more than that, though. Jesus promises that he is more than just bread that persists eternally. He is the bread that gives those at the table eternal life too. Not only is he bread eternal, but those who eat the bread of his body and drink the wine of his blood are blessed with life that never perishes, spoils, dies, or goes bad. Not only is Christ's body bread eternal, it is also bread that bestows eternal life on all those who come to the table to dine in his presence. Jesus' body and blood is powerful stuff that defies death and decay and blesses those near it to do the same. It is because Christ is sustenance like nothing else in this world that being anywhere else on Sundays is not quite the same. Sure, bread that can spoil and mold still tastes fresh and good when it comes out of the oven. Similarly, it can be uplifting to find yourself at your kid's state tournament game, hiking up a mountain, boating on the lake, or whatever other weekend activity might suit your fancy on a Sunday morning. But none of these things will sustain you or your soul like the body and blood of the one who came to save you. Jesus Christ is the bread that sustains us in powerful, endless ways. And he is the bread that is found at the altar here and ones just like it all around the world, week after week after week. We come to the table to be filled, renewed, and sustained until the present turns into the eternal. I have one last reflection from my sacrilegious experience of golfing last Sunday. As you here in Montana might recall from a week ago, it finally rained. After what seemed like a two-month dry spell, the skies opened up and delivered some nourishment to our parched fields and lawns, rivers, lakes, and forests. In an agricultural area like ours that still finds itself thriving or thrifting, depending on the rainfall, this was good news. We needed the rain, and after an incredibly long wait, it finally came. However, this was not such good news for my Sunday morning golf plans. While I greatly appreciate the rain and everything it does to make the world grow and sustain all living things, I personally hate getting caught beneath the clouds when they open up and deliver a good soaking to those below. For some reason, I do not mind getting wet with snow so much. I just have a terrible time dealing with the realities of getting soaked to the bone when I'm out and about on a rainy day. Yet, I had made plans to go out for one last Sunday morning sabbatical excursion. After a little deliberating, I decided to push myself out the door and follow through with what I had planned. Sure enough, Right off the bat, I got soaked to the bone by heavy rainfall, accompanied by cold, windy air bearing down on top of me. Instead of recreating in one of the plethora of hot and dry days that we've had this summer, I pruned up like a wet, cold raisin in Montana spring weather 
It was pretty miserable going. That is, it was miserable for me until the same raindrops that were bringing me down reminded me of one of the most powerful truths that God gives. I am baptized. I am baptized. God moves in and blesses the waters of our baptism so that we can touch and feel our salvation, even on rainy mornings like that one. The rain that morning that had been bearing down on me at first felt like some sort of judgment or curse, turning an experience of leisure and joy into one of misery and frustration. Yet, God reminded me through the rain that it does not matter how the world burdens us, for we are secure in the promises of God forever through the waters that claim us as children of heaven. At this remembrance, the bitter cold of the rain bearing down from outside me turned to warm my heart by reminding me that it does not matter how the world tears at us from the outside. For God has already blessed, claimed, and redeemed us from the inside. We are saved, brothers and sisters. In the rain last week, cold as it was to walk around in for a couple of hours, reminded me of this simple, sweet truth. Just as the bread and wine we share here reassures us that we are fed and nourished with eternal life by Christ himself, no matter what the world may say otherwise. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.